Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to another incredible apocalyptic episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt, still recording from a bunker underground in an undisclosed location in Tucson, Arizona-ish. And this time I am using the correct microphone instead of the one on my webcam because I screwed up real bad last week. I apologize, everyone. That was my screw up. Can you believe it? Me. I screwed up once. Not Mike. Me. I know. I know. Speaking of my good buddy, Mysterious Mike, there he is. Mike, how is it living in a home with a brand new baby and a wife and you literally cannot go to a bar? Uh, it's It's... You know, not ideal. <laughs> That's his way of saying he's being tortured. He needs a drink, and he needs it now. Stat. Yeah, so I decided to re- record during the apocalypse since I got nowhere to go. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Mike. So uh, I guess we can tease a little bit from here on out. We are most likely going to be doing nothing but streaming movies, legacy casts, listeners lists the nerds more than one requests because we can't go to the movie theaters no we can't it's uh quite disappointing now new releases are starting to roll out on streaming services but they are quite spendy so i don't know if we're going to be doing that too much i am possibly losing my job maybe it's still up in the air who knows so spending $20 for a 24-hour movie rental is not going to work for me. So if any of you want to send us money, you can just email us and I will give you our PayPal or Venmo or whatever you would like. And then we can review the movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, $20 is, is kind of a lot. It, it'd be $40 for both of us to see the same movie because we can't watch it at the same time. Right, because we are literally on other sides of the planet. Mike lives in Wuhan. He's the reason why we have the disease in America. Uh, (laughs) Dude, you weren't supposed to reveal I was patient zero. Oh, no! So you're Gwyneth Paltrow? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, so anyways, Mike, what is your email address? Uh, Mike at therealfilmnerds.com. And mine is Matt at realfilmnerds.com. You can email... One of us or both of us or neither of us, which is most likely what will happen. But uh, if you want to send us some money and help out the pod, that would be freaking amazing because then we could watch movies. Like, I got to see Invisible Man in the theater. Mike did not, and he is freaking missing out because that movie was amazing. I might I might rent it, man, but, I mean, it's 20 bucks. All right, all right, here. I will spoil this right now because I don't know if we're going to do it. You want to know my reels that I will give it, Mike? Sure, why not? Are you Tease sitting it. down? <laughs> yes, yes, you I do. You have one of Flynn's diapers on. No, I do not. Oh, okay. Four and a half. Whoa, man, I do need to watch it. Dude, I loved, loved, loved that movie. It was fantastic. It did really well in the first week, and then the virus hit. Yeah, and then, you know, the apocalypse. So, speaking of the end of movies and theaters, Mike, I think you might have a little bit of news you want to talk about. Oh, uh, you know, the Apocalypse movies? 
Well, no, we can get into that for sure. But no, about uh, your buddy Camille Nanjiani. Oh, yes. Yes. So I just read today that um, the Camille Nanjiani and Issa Rae movie uh, Lovebirds was canceled for theatrical release and is going to be uh, streamed directly on Netflix. The timing of this is not exactly clear. But this is the first time this has ever happened, and uh, I wonder if it's going to be a trend. I mean, it's a little—it's a little scary for me. I do like the movie-going experience, but um, I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Well, Mike, this brings up a listener slash helper, kind of in a way, questions who emailed us after I sent him the podcast. That is uh, Austin Morris over at SignalsAZ.com who posts our podcast on their news website he asked a few questions after i sent him our last podcast on um what was our last podcast (laughs) (laughs) the hunt that's right the hunt oh god that movie was so bad i already forgot about it um will the virus slash theater shutdowns permanently change the way studios release future movies second question Will theater releases become more limited? Third question. Will studios make an even further leap into streaming platforms for all their content? I'll start with that third one. Clearly they are. I don't know if the studios are going to throw to their streaming services or if they're going to try to throw to Netflix because Netflix clearly right now has the biggest subscribership. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, well, I think they're going to continue on the, uh, I think they call it video on demand, um, like the Amazon Prime where you buy or rent the movie or the iTunes, uh, Apple where you rent the movie or um, various other services, Vudu. Um, Vudu, Google Play. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's quite a few of them. All of them, they're doing it on their own right now and they just have a flat fee of 20 bucks. 24-hour rental got a like once you start it you have like what 24 hours to watch it it depends i think it depends on the service because i've seen some where you the instant you hit play you have 48 hours to watch it some i think it's 24 or some it's like you have 24 hours to watch it and go watch it as many times as you want i've seen it done a bunch of different ways i haven't done a whole lot of the rentals because i look at the rental price usually and then i look at the buy price and i'm like it's three dollars more i'm just gonna buy it yeah so that's interesting uh an interesting i i actually was surprised at how quickly they moved to do that so i i was i don't know it it is setting somewhat uh interesting precedent um it was even interesting to see disney plus release frozen 2 uh considerably early on on uh their service just because of the the virus stuff so i don't know i feel like that was just like a a one-time thing for them but i don't know the studios rise of skywalker man it's out right now in video on demand clearly video on demand they can do it almost immediately uh they're releasing it on blu-ray march 31st i think and that's more the way i want to go i'd rather own the 4k ultra high definition blu-ray but that's that's me you know i'd rather have physical media than a bunch of digital now don't get me wrong i have a whole lot of digital films which is pretty sweet but i like the physical media i really do yeah i mean i i still kind of like the physical media as well 
Uh, sometimes the compression, some things, it doesn't quite translate correctly when you're watching some of these movies. Sometimes I'll see some some weird jaggy parts or, you know, the connection could hiccup for a second. You know, after all, the internet's a little bit busy lately. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Another one I have a lot is, uh, it. I don't want to throw them under the bus, the service, but it, they're not going to hear it anyways. I use Vudu a lot for streaming movies when I'm streaming like movies that I've bought or digital codes or whatever that were graciously given to me by my brother-in-law. Um, sometimes I'll be watching like a film on voodoo and the audio and the video will get horribly out of sync and I got to stop the whole thing and not reset like my player, but practically I got to like exit out of everything and then I got to start it up again. Oh, weird. Yeah, I've had that happen multiple times. It might just be my individual players' company's issue with Voodoo or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll try uh, my Apple TV next time. I don't know. I hate that freaking remote, though. But anyways, all right. So will theater releases become more limited? I think that determines how many movie theaters are going to survive this apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I wonder. I, I wonder if... if if this goes on for a long time, are some of the smaller independent chains or the dollar theaters just going to go away? I I think they already are. I saw an article the other day written by uh, the Arizona Republic's film critic down in Phoenix. There's uh, the Film Bar. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Film Bar down in Phoenix, Mike. Uh, I have not. Independently owned movie slash bar uh, theater kind of place and it's struggling and it's probably going to shut our doors over this because it's just individually owned you know but i think harkins is good i don't think harkins is in trouble financially amc i don't think so either but smaller chains like uh we have picture show here picture show is still a chain but it's a smaller chain i could see them possibly going belly up because they i think they have maybe a half a dozen maybe a dozen theaters now in their chain i don't oh, know okay so i think in my opinion, I really think it depends if it's a mom and pop shop or if it's a big chain. If it's a big chain, I think they're fine. But the mom and pop shops are gone, and that might hurt smaller communities because that's where most of the smaller theaters are is in smaller communities. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's to me, it's a little you know disheartening because um, this could help drive the movie into the home right away. Um, by doing the the almost instantly video on demand or even having it released at the theater at the same time it's on video demand and see if people will pay 20 25 bucks versus going to the theater and paying i don't know 12 18 dollars I, I don't know depends on where you're at yeah it depends where you live and what theater you go to but they tried this for a while i don't remember the name of the service and it failed miserably they released them on the same day but at a premium, it was 50 or $60 to rent the movie for 24 hours. And it failed miserably. But again, that was when theaters were still going hot and heavy and people were going to the theaters. So, all right. Last one from Mr. Austin. Will the virus theater shutdowns permanently change the way studios release future movies? I say yes. And we're already starting to see that. I mean, your example earlier in our little bit of news, the Camille Nanjiani movie going straight to Netflix, you know, uh, I granted we're in the very early stages of all this stuff, but I definitely think this is a change forever. You know, maybe 
I mean, I'll I'll be a positive guy. You can play devil's advocate. Maybe this will be good for the smaller movies, and the smaller movies will get picked up a lot faster and get put out a lot quicker, and maybe they'll get picked up by the big studios and have bigger budgets. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to say, but it, it might shorten the... Um, I think they call them windows, where they where they release the movie in the theater to where they release it to video on demand to where they release it to like premium channels. They call those like viewing windows and it's already shortened up considerably. Like when Matt and I were kids, what was it like six, nine months before something was released on video or something? Oh yeah. Maybe a year, maybe a year. Oh yeah. It still shocks me how fast they come out now. Yeah. Now they're like four months Three, Three to months? four months, yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. Rise of Skywalker came out in December. The Blu-ray is going to come out at the end of this month. That's what? Three, four months? Yeah. it's uh, Things have already changed quite a bit. This might just keep pushing them towards that. Like, you know, the day it's out of the theater, it's the next day it's on video demand. I don't know. Well, we'll see. All right. Well, thanks, Austin, for writing in, asking us those questions. Again, anyone else that wants to uh, email us, hit us up. Uh, we love the uh, fan interaction. You know, it's great. We love doing this stuff, especially since the movie we're talking about today, in my opinion, was not real great. And I don't think we're going to be talking about it very long. But uh, you want to email us, hit us up, nerds at realfilmnerds.com or mike at realfilmnerds.com or matt at realfilmnerds.com. So, Mike, do you want to ask me a question, or do you want to just jump right in to our movie of the day? Oh, uh, I do want to ask you a question, Matt. With all this apocalypse talk, did you have time to get any beer? <sighs> well, Mike, I've dipped into my hoard, into my stash, and you know me, Mike, even if it's the apocalypse, I like to live the high life. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, I'm drinking my cheap, delicious Miller High Life that I found out my girlfriend absolutely hates. She says it is just terrible, terrible, and how dare you drink that beer? Yeah, so did you give her the premium stuff, that oldie? No, she uh, she's uh, doing Weight Watchers, and so she's pretty much exclusively doing liquor. Oh, yeah, the clear liquors have less calories. Yeah, they have no, pretty much no calories. It depends what you put them in, but yeah. No, they still have calories. They're just all bad calories. Anyway, we'll, we'll continue on. So, Mike, what uh, fancy, dancy IPA are you drinking today? Well, I was... Uh, actually, Mags was at the store, and she uh, graciously uh, saw a buy one, get one sale, and so... I got Goose Island IPA. Wait, hold on. Your wife was not practicing social distancing, Mike, or whatever the hell they call it? Well, when all the people in our area bought all the food, we have to go to the store often to get what we can of the scraps. Dude, that's, you know, that's a very, 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 very true statement. Very true. All right, Mike. So today we are talking about a Netflix original starring... Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch called Spencer Confidential. Mike, give us the rundown. All right. So like Matt said, um, this movie was directed by Peter Berg. Uh, it's written by Sean O'Keefe, 
Uh, screenplay was Brian Heldman, Heldland. Uh, starring uh, Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke, Alan Arkin, Isaiah Schelzinger. Schelzinger? Yeah, I messed yeah, that up. Yeah, that sounds I'm good. Sh- um, and this movie is about uh, two Boston police officers are murdered and an ex-cop Spencer teams up with a no-nonsense roommate, Hawk, to take down criminals. All right, Mike, first impressions. Uh, I thought it was just um, mediocre at best. It went through all the motions, but it was extremely predictable. Yeah, dude, I thought it was pretty rough. Uh, the script was just ruthless. It was just... Why is he trying to be a cop when he used to be a cop? Why was he even in prison? I just, I didn't get it. The action's okay, but it's too far in between. And you know, one that really caught me off really bad was the uh, soundtrack. Like, the soundtrack was really just awful. It didn't make sense. Yeah, I I don't know. For reasons unknown, maybe um, Mark Wahlberg's buddies with this guy, but Peter Berg and him have done lots of movies. Um they did Deepwater Horizon, Patriot's Day, Mile 22, which, Matt, we reviewed. It was not good. No, <laughs> it was not. And, and, <laughs> and uh, Spencer Confidential. So, I don't know. Like, as it's gone, like, Mile 22 was probably better than this. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I think Mile 22 was definitely more entertaining than this. The action was definitely better. Um, Alan Arkin was you know he was probably one of the better parts of this movie and he wasn't in it a whole lot um the roommate um played by uh winston duke was pretty good i liked him but it kind of came out of left field like not real good introduction it's like why is he in this house and they didn't explain like a lot of that and then you slowly start finding out like oh alan arkin owns this boxing slash mma gym and this guy's trying to you know be an up and comer you know it just kind of throws all this at you just constantly throws stuff at you and it's like okay all right yeah yeah it was it was weird that that stuff was weird so uh mike do you think people should waste their time and watch this on netflix i'm I'm gonna say no i don't think so that's what i said this morning on the radio i i said i don't think it's worth your time unless you're really really bored because there's so many other really good options out there. Uh, we'll be talking about one that we're going to do for next week's podcast or maybe later on this week's podcast. Depends how bored you and I get. And we maybe we'll go back to two pods a week. That would be fun, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But um, I just, I, I can't say watch this. You know, it, it's okay. It's okay at best. And that's sad. You know, it is because I like Mark Wahlberg a lot. I just, the story was blah. The script was just blah. And the action was too far between. They have one really good action scene. It's at the end. That's about, that's about all the redeeming qualities of this movie. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike, are you ready? Or are you still looking it up? No, 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 I'm ready. All right, Mike, how does Spencer confidential relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. Well, so one of the main actors, um, Winston 
Winston Duke, who played the character Hawk, was also in Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. And his name or his character was Mbaku. I think I said that right. Mbaku. Mbaku. Yep. Yep. And he did great in that. He's the Umbaku's the one. They're the ones that like uh, fight and like jump around like the gorillas. Like you know how in like Black Panther they all have kind of like their own animal that the different tribes are tied to. Theirs yeah. was uh, gorillas, I believe, and that was pretty awesome. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Okay, Mike. So spoilers for Spencer Confidential. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think I need to spoil anything. It's just. It's not that great of a movie. It's. It's extremely predictable. It. I. I don't know. It's just another Mark Wahlberg movie in Massachusetts. Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's like what? You don't want to leave your house. You just stay in the city you were born in. You know. What's the well, deal? Well, I think he was born somewhere outside of Boston. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, okay, well, I have one that I have to talk about, and it is a spoiler, and it's the very end of the movie when the big semi-truck that literally has the split-second scene in it, and there's little hints here and there that he's, you know, oh, I'm going to go to Arizona, and I'm going to learn how to be a truck driver, and you see it for like two seconds. He steals that truck, and he plows into everyone, right? Yes. And the truck's name is Black Betty. Yes. And when the badass action scene comes on, do they play the back Black Betty song that would have been perfect for that scene? No. Of course not. See, I just don't understand. Like, they played some weird-ass song. Like, none of the song choices in this were very good at all. At all. I don't know, man. Maybe it was licensing. Maybe they didn't want to pay for stuff. Yeah, that's probably true. It's a now, pretty old man, song, though. There is a character in this in this movie who really didn't need to be there at all. But he's he's a famous artist, musical artist. Do you know who that was? Oh, God, yeah. And he didn't even uh, post Malone, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, why is he in this? And he, It's not like he did a good job. He didn't do a bad job, but it's not like he did... And, oh, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, and of course, he doesn't have his name as Post Malone. What... What's his? Do you remember what is what it was in the credits? No, no, I didn't. I didn't watch. It was uh, oh, it was he didn't have like Post Malone. It's Post Malone on IMDb, but it was it was something. It was Malone something. It was like Ron Malone or I don't know. I don't remember Austin Post. There we go. That's what it was. He went by Austin Post in the credits. Oh, so that's actually his real name. Yeah, he known professionally as Post Malone. Right. And then Mark Maron. I love Mark Maron. I think Mark, Mark Maron is amazing. He's a great comedian, and he was underutilized in this almost as bad as he was underutilized in Joker. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't used at all, really. Nope. Not not hardly at all. But, hey, I like I like that Mark Maron's getting work, though. That's cool. You know, he's a cool dude. I like, I like him a lot. He's a good comedian. So, all right, Mike, you ready for your reels? Yeah, I think so. Are you still tabulating? Are you still counting on your fingers? That's why we only do fives, but we have halves. So when there's like a half, do you like like fold your finger in half or do you like cut it off? Yeah, yeah. I like I like fold it. Fold it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't cut it. All right, good. You know, it'd be weird. All right, Mike, how many reels do you give Spencer Confidential? All right, I'm going to give Spencer Confidential two reels. 
I almost gave it two reels, Mike. Initially, I gave it two reels, and then I messed up, and this morning I gave it two and a half on the radio, so I had to adjust it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sticking with two and a half now. Two and a half. Nice, nice. So, anywho. All right, so you want to talk a little bit about uh, the fun, cool movie we're going to do for our next pod? We're going to try and lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to we're gonna watch a whodunit. We're going to watch uh, one of, uh, I think it's classic. Uh, it is. The Clue. We're going to watch The Clue uh, off of, uh, it's streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Yeah, watch it with us. It is uh, Clue from 1985. It is an hour and 34 minutes. It is a comedy crime mystery. I love Clue. I love the board game too. We used to get in fights when I was a kid over that board game. And my parents had the original from like the early 80s. I don't know if they do now, but they used to. Oh, speaking of that, Mike, are you playing any board games during all this madness? Or are you just trying to deal with having a new life in your house? Uh, no, the, the new life in the house has definitely taken over any kind of uh, spare time. If, if, if I had spare time, it is now gone. What about uh, Borderlands 3, Mike? I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and get a minute of playtime here and there, or maybe maybe sixty minutes. Well, do yourself a favor and start installing it now, because if you start now, it'll be ready to go by Friday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. It's a pretty big game. Everything is like huge installs now, though. But yeah, that's true. Well, I got a new video game on Friday. What'd you get? I pre-ordered Doom Eternal. Two years ago, I think it was 2018 when I pre-ordered it, and I got and it got on it? Friday. Huh? Not, nice. You got it now? Uh, I got it on Friday. Yeah. Well, they pushed it back. It was supposed to come out in October or November, and they pushed it back because uh, the developers, ID Software and Bethesda, wanted to uh, make sure it was perfect and polished and all that stuff, and so they pushed it back six or seven months, and it came out, and I've played the first level in... Now I remember why I like Doom and why I liked first-person shooters because this is not like Call of Duty. It's not like any of those where you zoom and all that stuff. It is fast-paced. It is just shoot, blow stuff up. The graphics are gorgeous. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. So so they did it right, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The last Doom was really good, too, and that was Bethesda and ID Software again. Now, I got a nice. question, Mike. Is it ID software or is it id? Because I've always said ID. I've always said id. So really? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Hmm. We'll have to watch a video with John uh, uh, Car- was it Carmack. Yeah, John Carmack to see uh, how he pronounces it since he started the company. But anyways. All right, man. So um, I, I guess, do we have anything else to talk about? Are you going to throw on your, your radio interview at the end? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has not been uh, sent to me yet, so I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get it. I'm sure she will. But it's uh, they don't sound as good because uh, the radio is not allowing me or anyone to go to the radio station due to the coronavirus. So I have to call in on my phone, which is fine. Uh-huh. I think it worked out, so... All right. Jeez. Yeah. No one's allowed to do anything. No. Nope. It's kind of weird. Not at all. Best part is, I don't need to shower anymore. It's true. You don't even, yeah. Probably don't even need to put on clothes anymore. 
I got a sweater on just because we're doing this through Skype, but I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> awesome. Bottomless party. <laughs> Ain't nothing better than a pantsless party because a pantless party don't stop. Right, Mike? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, all right. I don't know. I could sit here and ramble about all kinds of shit, but uh, I'll, I won't. So, uh, yeah. I think I'm done. All right, man. Well, uh, with that, I'll take us out of here. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, during this episode of the Apocalypse Real Film Nerds cast. And uh, catch us on our next one. It should be a, it should be fun. Come listen to us talk about Clue. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? This is your favorite stay-at-home movie reviewer. <laughs> Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast. Good morning, Matt. How you holding up? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great. I would think that you'd be loving this. Just staying home, staying in, and watching movie after movie after movie. It is quite delightful. I'm <laughs> catching up on lots of things. Awesome. What are we talking about this morning? Well, I sat down and watched the new Mark Wahlberg movie on Netflix, Spencer Confidential. And what did you think? I didn't think it was very good. Oh, you did not, huh? No. The the story is odd, and it kind of jumps around all over the place. The acting was good, but I just, I don't know if it's worth wasting your time watching unless you're really, really bored and stuck in quarantine. <laughs> well, tell me, how did Mark Wahlberg look? Because that's really the only reason I would watch. Um, you know, I don't really judge men usually. <laughs> not but, even uh, for me. <laughs> there's a few there's a few scenes where he's not wearing a shirt where you'll be happy about okay, it. Okay, so. okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. But you say don't waste your time, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's it's not great. There's a, the music choices were kind of strange, especially during a couple scenes. Uh it's he's like an ex-cop that's doing cop things. Yeah. Like I don't understand why, like, why not just have him be a cop? I mean, it's just, it. you spend all this time where he's in prison and all this stuff, and then he gets out and he does cop things, and it's just, it's, I don't know, it's not, it's not a great script. Well, I guess is the best way to put it. I gotcha, and it's free. I mean, if you have Netflix already, you might as well, you know, check it out, or yeah. not, like you said. How many uh, reels are you going to give it? I give it two and a half. Two and a half out of five? Yeah. Okay. Mediocre at best. Yeah. Now, yeah. Can you recommend something for us to watch? Well, I was I I teased a little bit last week. I was going to do my top five apocalypse movies. Okay, let's hear them. What's number five? You want to start with five or number or one? I'm going to start with number five. Okay. It's it's a little known kind of almost indie flick called Doomsday. Okay. Number four is one of my all-time favorite horror comedies, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> I love that movie. I don't know anything about any of these movies. Okay, number three? Oh, terrible, Lisa. <laughs> terrible. I How know. I'm so disappointing. This next one you might know, though. It stars Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt, when he was very young. It's called 12 Monkeys. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. I haven't watched it, but you say watch it, huh? I love that movie, yes. Okay, okay, next 12 one, it, Next one is a Denzel Washington film. I really, really, really enjoyed this film. It's called Book of Eli. Book of Eli. I think I saw that one. Yeah, it's where he's wandering like kind of through uh, a barren wasteland, and he's 
I don't want to spoil it, but he's wandering through a barren wasteland trying to find a certain place and go somewhere. And Mila okay. Kunis is in it. And it's okay. really fun. Okay, very good. And the number one okay. movie you recommend is? I love the Mad Max series. All okay. four of the films. Yes. I love Mad Max. And you've got plenty of have... time to watch them all, right? Right. I have a hard time picking one over the other, even up to Fury Road, the modern one, which was really, really good. I love the Mad Max series. Okay, very good. Matt, thank you so much for calling in this morning. You stay well, my friend. Thanks, Lisa. You do the same. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Yep, bye. Bye Bye-bye.